Okay, uh, good evening everybody. Great to see you, at least those of you who I see. Uh, great to have everybody else here, if I can't see you. Um, it's been a real uh, joy for me, actually, to teach the teachings of Revolbi more than I realized it was going to be, actually. Um, uh, because I just, I'm, I'm kind of reconnecting, even though I teach Revolbi a lot, um, to the, the real deep meaning um, found in each in every teaching of Revolbi. And tonight, uh, I want to take you to actually, it's actually the last chapter in this section that we, the last couple of weeks, we talked about different Midos and some of the Midos Vats, or Revolbi goes through each Amida in, in a very, um, you know, uh, one at a time. In the actual Sefer, he has nine or ten or eleven different Vadim on each and every Amida. Um, and I've been kind of giving you a snippet of, you know, three or four of them at a time. Um, and the very last of all of those midos that he talks about is the mida of Simcha, which I thought is a good mida to, to, for us to be working on these days. Um, and certainly as we get close to Yamtiv, and also I think we could all use a little uh, avoda of, at least I should say, I could use the avoda of working on uh, Simcha these days also. Uh, so let's just jump right in because it's a, a really, uh, as usual, deep piece. Uh, I, I hope a very meaningful one and a, and a practical one as well. Um, so Revolvi begins by, say, by giving us sort of the definition of what is Simcha. Says Revolvi, Shamayim va'aretz ish v'isha neshama v'guf. You have the heavens and the earth. You have man and woman. You have the soul and the body. What it's, what's similar about those three groups? They're all opposites. Right? They're all opposites. Um, and nevertheless, they're not always opposites. They're not always in, you know, attacking one another or, or fighting with one another, but rather, sometimes they can influence each other in the right way. And sometimes they can actually come together. Totally. Whenever you have two things that are the opposite of each other, and they connect, and they work together, that creates simcha. That's where the simcha is found. Whenever you have simcha, you have two things that come together in a harmonious way. You don't have to trust Revolver yet, he's going to prove it to us as we move along. And he points out first and foremost that we know it's true by Shemayim Va'aretz. In fact, he says that the Medrash points out in Bereshit's Rabbah that the connection between heaven and earth is what? Is when you have rain. Because rain is when something from the heaven falls down to the earth. And what happens when it rains? If it rains not too much, the right amount, that's misameach, those on earth, right? Because we feel the shefa, literally from the sky coming down to earth. It makes the, it, physically, it makes things grow. But when you have that, that rain come from the sky down to the earth, literally the connection between shemaim va'aretz. We certainly have it in husband and wife. The Gemara Yavamo says that, uh, that uh, a, a man without a wife, adam lo isha below simcha. If a, man, a husband doesn't have his wife, so he feels like he's, he's missing something, missing that connection, a wife without her husband, he feels she's missing something, right? And certainly it's true, he writes also, when it comes to a different type of simcha, the simcha shal mitzvah. The simcha that comes for a person when they 
connect to a mitzvah. Why? Why, why is there simcha and simcha sham mitzvah? Because a simcha sham mitzvah is, a mitzvah is the connection of the human being to the Rebbe Mashallah. It's how we connect, literally, to HaKadosh Baruch We can't physically connect to Hashem. The way we connect is through the performance of mitzvahs. And how do we know? It says in the Torah. And it speaks specifically about the holiday of Shavuos. B'yom chasunaso, u'b'yom simchas libo. On the day of their wedding, and on the day of the simcha of their heart. What are we talking about? Says the, says the Shemos Rab, uh, Shira Shira, that's the passage of Shira Shirim. And Shira Shirim Rabbin says, B'yom chasunaso, zesinai. The day of their wedding, that was Harsinai, when Am Yisrael and the Kodesh Baruch Hu became married to each other. And the Simcha of Alev comes from learning. When a person learns, they feel that connection to Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's that feeling you have when you walk out of a good shir, you walk out of a harusa, you walk out of learning for a little while, you feel this like, you're a little lighter in a, in a good way, right? That, that, that feeling of satisfaction that comes, that's the Simcha, simcha Shal Mitzvah that a person has after learning, or after a spiritual experience. Okay. However, says Revolbi, and this is his usual style and usual message, Pashut hu ki ba'ot The simcha of human beings who connect to each other, the simcha of Shemayim Varetz, certainly the simcha of Shemitzvah doesn't come on its own, it doesn't come automatically. Rather, in Revolbi, we didn't even touch upon this. Revolbi talks a lot about the concept of being a bardas, a person who's thoughtful, a person who's mindful, a person who contemplates and is sensitive to the world around him or her. Being a bardas to Revolbi is like one of the greatest things you can be. And, 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 he, and he writes that in order to become a person who feels and experiences simcha, you have to be a bardas. Because you have to be someone who's paying attention and sensitive to the things that you're experiencing in life. Fine. In fact, in fact, we talk about in, in when it comes to the tochacha. So what do we, what's the reason why the tochacha, the review comes in the Torah? Right? Why are all these terrible things going to happen? Because the person didn't have simcha. But, what, but there's another line there, another phrase. Meirov kol. You didn't have simcha, meirov kol. And there, the Gemara says, what does that mean, meirov kol? Meirov kol means meirov das. Amrav Nachman bechosar kol below daya. That when a person just goes through, right? We do go through mitzvos in a in a rote way. We just kind of like sleep our way through the mitzvos. We don't do it with any thought, with any appreciation for what we're doing. So then we don't have the simcha, and then we don't have meaning, and then we don't have a connection. It's actually really the opposite, right? We don't have connection, and because we don't have connection, then we don't have simcha. But I'm not connecting in the action that I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm putting tefillah on my arm, but I have no idea why, I'm not thinking about it, right? I'm, I'm, I'm davening, but I don't know to whom I'm talking, I'm just moving my mouth. So th- there's no connection. And that's why I don't feel simcha when I, when I do a mitzvah in that way. We're going to talk about that more as, as we move along. And even the Beis HaMikdash itself has that same concept. Well, what's the Beis HaMikdash? The Beis HaMikdash is the place where the Rebbe Shalom and Klai Yisrael connect to each other. That's what, that's what happens in that spot. And that's why, again, the Beis HaMidjah also is a place, Yom Chasun Oso, Ze Ohamoed, the Medjah says. Yom Simchat Libo, Ze Beit Olamim. That the Simcha comes specifically at the Beis HaMidjah as well. Also a place where Am Yisrael connects with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, two things that seem to be opposites, physical human beings and the Ribbon Olam. But when we connect, when we have a connection, that creates a sense of Simcha. Fine. So Revolbi, as we said, points out that it doesn't come on its own. 
and it needs it's something we need to learn. And if it's something we need to learn about, so certainly uh, Revolvi will teach us how to understand it better and what it is what the avoda of simcha is really all about. Um, and in order to do that, he's going to talk about two different kinds of simcha. One is the simcha of being a sameach bechalko, being a person who feels happy with what they have. We're going to talk. We'll speak about that at length. And then the concept of simcha shal mitzvah. What does it mean to have simcha in, in, in a mitzvah itself? How do you find joy in Avodah Hashem? And we'll discuss one at a time and see how they actually are very closely related one to the other. Okay, so let's talk about number one. Number one is the idea of being a sameach bechalko. Says Revolbi something amazing. He quotes from Rav Chaim Vital lived in the 16th century in Sfat as part of the, uh, the, um, the Kabbalah movement that was taking place at the time. He was a very, very close student, if not the closest student of the Arizal. And he taught Kabbalah, and his, and his teachings were then written down later, uh, you know, very, very esoteric and deep, and deep concepts. Ones that I, myself, would not learn on my own, but Revolvi brings them to us and makes them clear. Rechaim Vital writes that there are four fundamental elements uh, upon which the world depends, and the midos of every individual depends as well. If you ever watched Captain Planet as a kid, then you know what these four, these four elements are. Anyone here watch Captain Planet? No, nobody? Okay, just me. Um, so, so anyways, the four, the four elements, and these are not, they didn't make it up there. It's, kind of, it's, it's uh, used throughout uh, the world. The idea of fire, wind, water, and earth. And Revolvi writes, fire is the highest level. Fire is the highest level. This is the most Kabbalah I'll ever teach you in my whole life. Fire is the highest, the highest level. It's the source of gaiva, of haughtiness, and of caste, and of anger, right? Fire, we can we associate ish with, 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 with anger and, with, and with, with gaiva. Number two is wind. Wind, ruach, is associated with sicha betela, uh, sicha asura, speaking in a way that's inappropriate, speaking in a way that's asura, right? We use the wind of our mouths in order to say things we shouldn't say. Mayim, water, is the source of uh, the love of physical pleasure, money, lust, jealousy, etc., comes from the power of mind, the power of water. And the fourth and the lowliest is earth, what we would call afar. And this lowest level of earth, of afar, is the source of all concepts of atzvus, atzlus, and yeyush. Sadness, laziness, and despair. The heaviness, physically and certainly emotionally, that the human being can feel. When we feel down, when we feel upset, when we feel worthless, when we just feel like giving up, that's the midah of atzlus, the midah of, of afar, really, which takes us over. But the opposite, if we understand what those midos are really all about, then we can turn the opposite. And what's the opposite of those midos? And he writes, the Chaim Vital writes, Ki avos kol amidos hara hein arba, right? The, the, the main, these four midos, gaiva, kas, etc. Um, however, hafchan, the opposite of these midos, hein arba midos tovos, are four beautiful midos, right? And what's the, the opposite of the sort of afar, of, of, the, of the earth? Hasimcha hatadiris bechelka, writes Rechaim Vidal. The opposite of feeling sad and down and depressed and, and lazy is the, is the midah of simcha. Why? 
What's the, and not just any simcha, but a simcha bechelko, feeling like I'm happy with what I have. Why is that? He writes, Ki komanda avi rachmana litav avi. Whatever Kodesh Baruch Hu does is good. It doesn't mean that we always feel like it's good, right? But that Kodesh Baruch Hu has some type of plan that we don't understand. But that we recognize and we appreciate that that which Kodesh Baruch Hu does is for some type of purpose. It's there for me. And it's there for me to be able to bring out some type of positivity. And the other part of it, he says, is a simcha b'avodas kono. Finding a joy in avodas Hashem. Why is that? He says, Have a simcha bechelko v'simcha b'mitzvah. Feeling a simcha in both of these things, both a simcha in my life in general and simcha in my avodas Hashem. In mitzvahs in particular. I'm able to rise up from that heaviness of my body. Right? And, I, and I free myself. I release myself from that heaviness, from the physicality of the world. And I find myself almost, almost physically lighter, but certainly emotionally lighter. Because I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what I'm here for. And I feel good about it. Okay. That's very, it's a very beautiful concept, but what does that mean and how does a person do that? So, Revolvi writes, how does a person find their, themselves in a place of Samech Bechalko? So first of all, he says, if a person is a Ma'amin Amiti, hopefully we can all be a true believer, it's, a, it's, it's a, something we aspire to. But a person who believes and recognizes that Kadosh Baruch doesn't deprive anybody of the tools they need for success in life. We've spoken about this before. Every person is given the tools that they need to find success in their life. Everyone's different. Right? Every, every human being is unique. As Chazal right, point out that our, all of our faces are different because all of our neshamos are different and all of our kohos are different. And if, if I recognize that no one has my job, I'm the only one with my job, so then I can accept myself for who I am. Right? I can know what my job is. And if I know what my job is and I know I have the tools to do it, then I can feel good about it. And Revolvi writes as, this, as follows. A person who really believes, you have to be happy with what you have. Hashem doesn't leave anybody behind. With that which a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives him or her, they have the ability to be successful. And then he says, person has to accept himself. As they are. It's my job, and we've seen this theme throughout the teaching of Ravobi, is first and foremost to accept myself for who I am and recognize that if the Rebbe made me this way, then these are my kochos, and this is what I'm here to, to work with. This is real simcha. The first find an inner peace. Vigorelo and with their lot, vechai ber harmonia im atzmo, and live in harmony with yourself. If a person first and foremost can work on the sense of a kadosh creating me this way, with these wonderful talents and these wonderful challenges, difficult challenges in my personality, in my in my in the experiences of my life, etc., and I know that a kadosh handed them to me because they're for me, so then I'm able to feel besimcha with them because I believe in it. If I believe it's for me, then I can feel good about it. If I feel like I got a raw deal, I feel like I shouldn't have been handed this lot, this isn't really for me, some, some type of mistake happened, so what happens that I can't be here? I mean, think about it any time in your life when you've been placed somewhere and you think it's a mistake. Get to a camp as a kid. 
oh, this is the wrong place for me. I don't belong here. My parents should take me home. You can't have fun as long as you believe that you're in the wrong place. But once you accept that, you know what, this is the place. I guess this is the place for me. I'm, I'm stuck here. I'm not going home. My parents said I can't come home. So what happens magically sometimes for kids? All of a sudden, they can step, start having fun and start enjoying, enjoying the place where they are. Because I'm here anyways. And I recognize it's where I'm supposed to be. But of course, says Ravobi, that's not, just because it's, it is relatively simple in a certain sense, it doesn't make it easy. So how is a person supposed to work on this midah of feeling samech bechalko? Says Ravobi, by repeating for ourselves, out loud, daily, how happy we are with that Kodesh Baruch who's given us, and how blessed we are with what we have. It sounds Simple? It is simple, but it's hard. My Rebbe, Rebbe Tversky, used to say this all the time. When there's certain midos you want to entrench in yourself, so take, a, take a, an index card, and you write the concept on an index card, and you put it in your pocket, and every 15 minutes you put your hand in. If you, the concept is, I'm, I'm happy with what I have. I'm, I'm lucky to be where I am. Look at the bracha in my life, write it on an index card, put it in your pocket, and every 15 minutes you put your hand in your pocket, you're going to feel that card and remind yourself. And you, when you mind yourself with that concept over and over and over, over days and weeks and months, it, become, it starts to become natural. And Revolbi says, I'll give you one other example how to do it. He says, there are two brachos that we make every single day. Number one, we say in the brachos ha-shachar, Sha'asah gives me everything that I need. And we also say, Ha-mechin mitzadei gavir. The Kodesh places my feet on the ground. He stands me up every single day. Sometimes it's hard to feel like I'm being stood up. Sometimes it feels like I'm being knocked down. But if every morning, he says, when I get up in the morning, I would say those two brachos, really thinking about it. Mishabur writes this. When it comes to the Pesukit Zimra, we sometimes want to get all of it in. That's wonderful. It says Mishabur, It's better to say less and mean what you say. You say birchos hashachar in the morning, so slow down for these two brachos and say them. Think about them for a moment and say them with kavanah. It's so simple and it's hard to do. But if you do it daily, it takes 10 seconds. That's one way to machazik the concept of being samech bechalko. And that creates a simcha. It creates a simcha sachayim. When I feel, you know what? Okay, this is what I have. Not bad. It's not bad. It could be a lot worse. And look at all the wonderful things that I have. That's step number one. Step number two, though, is, uh, is the concept of Simcha Shal Mitzvah. It's a little more complicated. It's a little harder. But it's possible to. And he continues to revolve. He continues to say that Rav Chaim Bital didn't only write about the ability of being a Samech Bechalko to help us rise up as our, you know, above that physicality and the heaviness of our lives. But he also speaks about the Simcha Shal Mitzvah, which is more challenging. The Rambam writes in Ilch HaSulav, Simcha Na Mitzvah, says the Rambam, Avoda Gedolahi. It's a very, very big, it's very hard work to find Simcha Na Mitzvah. The Kuzari writes, Kain HaSimcha B'Mitzvahso V'Taraso Tzrichim Machshava V'Kavana. To find Simcha Na Mitzvah, it doesn't mean that I was magically born as a person who loves mitzvos. That's not what it means. Most of us are not magically born that way. It doesn't mean I magically love to, I don't know what, name a mitzvah, that, that, that it brings me, I pick up a lulav and I feel like the euphoria. That's just not, that's not normal. Most people don't feel that way. It's not something that's expected to just feel it. It's hard. 
But Sezer Volbi, obviously doing a mitzvah by rote, brings no das, no simcha, no ava. What it does do, by the way, a mitzvah by rote, is it does enforce commitment. It's another conversation for another time. And there's a value to that also. But that's a last resort. Right? That's not our, that's not our lechachila. And the Arizal told his students that he, the reason he got to the place where he did, and the Arizal got to very, very high places, places that we can only dream about, he said it's for one reason and one reason only. Because I worked hard to have a simcha in the mitzvahs that I did, says that Rizal. I focused on having simcha shal mitzvah. Okay, so that's great. So Revolvi writes, so how do people like us, regular people like us, and Revolvi included himself in us, he said, how do we find a simcha shal mitzvah? It's a, it's a very beautiful concept, but it's very hard. And so he writes that all of us have certain mitzvahs that we feel naturally inclined to. Certain mitzvahs that we like. Some people love to daven. Other people love learning. Other people love chesed. Other people love, you know, bikr uh, cholim. Other people love kibbutz. Whatever it is that you like. Everybody has a mitzvah that they really like. And he says, in those mitzvahs, try, if you can, to try to almost force it, to cause yourself to, to experience simcha. How do you do that? So he says, Don't enter a mitzvah out of nowhere. Enter a mitzvah with thoughtfulness. Remind yourself that Kodesh Baruch himself commanded this mitzvah. I'm about to to, 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 to Davin, I'm about to learn a, a Mishnah, I'm about to bring a package to my parents' house, whatever it is you need to do. This is, my, I'm about to teach my child anything. This is what Kodesh Baruch Hu handed me himself, this mitzvah, what an opportunity they have in front of me. And it's an opportunity to connect myself with him. All right, Rabbi Alder, and TBC always tells his students all the time. He doesn't in the shul also. He says, you want to call the governor? He says, you know the governor's phone number? Call the governor right now on the phone. He says, take out your phone. Do it right now. And the kid picks up his phone. And he says, Google it. What's the number? Call it. What's going to happen? You get, a, you get a message. You don't get anybody. He says, the rebonus phone hands you a sitter. And he said, call me anytime you want. Then I'll pick up. It's astounding. You don't think about it. It sounds like juvenile. It's not juvenile. It's amazing. Sejavobi, in the mitzvahs that you like already, pause for five seconds before. Before you daven a before you put on your tefillin, before you say a bracha, and say that your Shalom gave me this mitzvah. It's my chance to connect with him. What's going to happen? And when you do a mitzvah like that, then you feel connected. People say, I don't feel connected. If you, if you prepare yourself, you do a mitzvah with a little preparation for a few seconds, what is it I'm involved in right now when I do that mitzvah? It'll change you. We don't come to this easily, says Revolvi. And we don't always get there. His but the, but the process of trying is in, has an incredible potential, and it does so much for us. Because what does it do? What it does is that it helps a person to recognize what their place is, what they're here to accomplish. And he writes, 
Kan Iker Kavanaso Hilis Romim Me'al When I feel connected, what happens? Somehow I come out of the physicality of my life. I somehow am not as connected to the physical world. I start to connect to upper worlds that I can't even think about. I connect Shemayim Varetz. Again, we're not Mekubalim, we're not floating to the sky. But if I have a Kavana in a mitzvah, I feel a simcha, I feel good about it, I feel like it means something. What's everybody in the whole world looking for? They're looking for meaning. And we, f- we pay attention for a few moments. Baruch Hashem, we know what we're doing when we do a mitzvah. We just need to think about it. When we do that, it elevates us above that place of offer. But Ravoli makes one more point here. And I'm going to try to not go over, but I'm going to go over a couple of minutes just to get to, the, to this last point because it's such a beautiful point. Rav Chaim Vital, he says, is not offering us a nice idea or good advice. He's speaking about the fundamental, deep concepts of the human spirit. He's talking mipi Kabbalah, mamish, what Kabbalah tells us. And he says, what does this mean? This idea of, this, this, of, of the simcha of Samech Bechelko and Simcha Shemitzvah and how they connected to each other. And he says, because, because Rechaim Mital writes, that Ava and Yira go together. We have a concept of ideas of, of Ava having, they're Ava and Yira, basically, which are two elements, which are tools, says Rechaim Vital, which allow us to connect to Shemaim. What does that mean? He says that Yira, the idea of Yira Shemayim, we call it a fear, but a reverence for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does it do? It connects us to the midah we call histapkos. To be mistapik means I'm, I'm happy, I'm fine, I'm okay. I, I'm good with what I have. I don't need more. I know I have enough. The midah of Ava, says Rechaim Bital, connects me to the midah of being Samech Bechelko. I'm, I'm happy. I feel besimcha with what I have. What's the difference? A mistapik is someone who holds themselves back. It's okay. I have enough. Yira is the power of Gvura, right? That's the power of, I, I'm just holding back. Samech Bechelko is somebody who is Samech Biagia Kapov. A person who accomplishes something and feels good about it. That's not the Midah of Yira. That's the Midah of Ava. A feeling of flowing outwards, of being excited and motivated to accomplish, and then having an appreciation for what I've accomplished. It's not the same thing, right? Being mistopic means, okay, I, I have, I'm good, I have enough. Samech bechalka means, look what I've done. Look what I have. Look what I've accomplished. And we find this distinction, certainly in a conversation between Yaakov and Esau. What happens when Yaakov and Esau meet? And Yaakov says, Esau says to Yaakov, I don't need your gift. Yeshli, Rav, I have a lot. Ya- Yaakov says, don't worry, you can keep it. Why? Yeshli, Kol. I have everything. Obi says, what a chutzpah. Not really, right? But who? Yeshli, I have everything? No person has everything. What kind of thing? Yaakov is Ish MS. He has everything. He doesn't have everything. But what's happening here? What's happening is, uh, and Chazal tells us there are three people, Chazal say, three people who tasted Olam Abba in Olam Azeh. Who are those three people? Surprise. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. How's that? Hashem Yerachas Avraham Bakol. Hashem gave Avram everything. Yitzchak says, Ve'ochel Mikol. I have everything. And by Yaakov it says, Yeshli Kol. We say it in the benching. Bakol Mikol Kol. In the benching. Right? We say it in Birkhaz HaMazah. 
Does it mean that Hashem gave them everything? Of course not. It means they rose to a level that they could appreciate what they had. Right? The Yitzhahara always tells me I need more. When in reality, the Revolvi writes, sometimes the more I add, actually, the less that I have. Adding more sometimes actually detracts. And Revolvi writes like this, when it comes to life, if you live in a life where your mindset is, I just want to get more stuff. I want more in quantity. A person who's good with what they have, comes to an, an appreciation, a lifestyle, a mindset. They're not looking for quantity. They're looking for quality. A person who appreciates what they have feels a simcha with less because for them the less is more. They appreciate what it is that they have in life. And says Rebobi, that's what it means when Chazal say that Avram and Yitzchak and Yaakov lived in Olam Haba in Olam Hazeh. Why? Because when I would... When I, remove myself from this need for constantly having more stuff and instead appreciating what all my stuff helps me do and appreciating that I have enough if a Kaddish Baruch gave it to me then I'm good I'm living a life of Ruchnius in a world of Gashmias I'm living a spiritual life in a physical place in that sense Histapkos and Simcha right, being, being good I'm good, I'm, I'm fine connects to Simcha perfectly. I begin with Histapkos, I'm not running after more, and then all of a sudden I find myself open to being Simcha with what I have. All of a sudden, when I stop running after everything, I say, hey, look what I do have. I'm good with that. It's enough. I don't need more than that. And all of a sudden, when I see that, I can feel good. It's the same thing. It's It's like the kid in camp who says, I don't need to go to that camp or that camp or that camp or this thing or that thing. I'm fine right here, actually. I'm actually just, just fine where I am. And all of a sudden, then I stop running everywhere and I realize that I'm stuck. I am where I am and I can accept it. I can open myself up to feel good about where I am. And there's one last step. Because if being misabech bechalko is simcha in the natural world, then simcha b'mitzvah, says Revolbi, is a simcha in that which we can accomplish in the spiritual world. Every mitzvah needs hard work. And we have to elevate ourselves above the physical because a mitzvah by definition is l'malam inateva, right? It's not natural. So I always have to lift myself up. And here too you find a combination of ava and yira, again, of love and of reverence. Yira means I do the mitzvah because HaKadosh Baruch Hu says so. Ava means... I find simcha in it. I enjoy it. I love it. I see what it does for me. That's not the same thing as I'll get it done because the Kaddish says it. I get it done because Gashem says so. It's also Amida. And it's also good. And there's a value there too. But that's not the shlameless. That's not what we're headed for. It's not what we're looking for. We're looking for I do it because the Kaddish tells me to. And I also do it because I love it. And says, where do you learn it from? We learn it from the Mishkan. Why? Because what happened in the Mishkan? In the Mishkan, the Kaddish said every person has to give. How much though? A half a shekel. Half a shekel is not a lot of money. Hashem, if you wanted to, could have told, could have told us, everyone give 10 shekel, 20 shekel, 100 shekel. They had a lot of money. 
But he didn't do that. Why not? He wanted the half shekel to have to be given. And then what did he want? I want people to give because they want to. And he says something amazing. Amazing from the Medrash. The Medrash writes, and the Ramban first says this. The Ramban writes that when, it, when we say bo, what do we mean? That bo, says, the, says the Ramban, when I bring when a, when a, when a, when a Jewish person brought Truma to the base of Medash, you actually brought Hashem into the base of Medash. How can that be? Because the Medrash says, how do we know? How do we know that Hashem is actually the heart of the Jew? It's a wild thing to say that Hashem is the heart of the Jew. Minadin, Kra, the Pasuk says, Sur levavi alokim olam. Hashem is the heart, the, the stone of my heart. My Kaddish Baruch is called Sur Yisrael, right? Sur levavi, Hashem is in our hearts. This is found in Shir Hashir and Rabbah. What does that mean? It means that the Shechina is actually living beliban shay Yisrael, So what does that mean? It means that when a Jew opens their heart, and does something because they love it and because they want it, you bring a Kadosh into the world and says, Revolbi, that's what happened when we built the, base, built the Mishkan on the base of Mikdash. Yes, we gave because we had to. How many times did it say, Kasher Tziva Hashem, when they built the Mishkan? A, a, a zillion times. Because you couldn't do anything without, let's be exactly how Kadosh commanded it, because you need Yira. But he also wanted Kol Nadivli I want it because you want it. And when you want it, when you open your heart, what happens? The Shechina actually pours out of you. Quite literally. Because the Shechina is part of our hearts. And that, of course, brings us back to our original point, which was, where does Simcha come from? Simcha comes from the connection of opposites. When you connect the spiritual and the physical and they come together in one place, that is Simcha. That's Simcha Tzamech Bechelko. Right? I, I, I can appreciate what the Rebbe Shalom is giving me and I'm happy with it. And it comes also, of course, in Simcha Shal Mitzvah because that's when I find myself connecting to something greater than myself in a way I almost can't physically appreciate. And that's why it feels so beautiful when we connect. These two elements of Simcha can literally raise us up on a daily basis from feeling sad, from feeling lazy, from feeling heavy and kind of lift us up to a place of Simcha. Simcha b'chalkeinu, saying every day, sha'asali kotzarchi, each day, for a few seconds with kavana, and simcha shamitzvah, spending the time before a mitzvah that I already like, that I already like, and reminding myself I've been handed a gift by the Rebbeinu Sholem who wants me to connect to him. When I'm able to do that, all of a sudden I lift myself up from the afar, up from the dust, up from that lowliness, and literally help myself connect up to Shemaim. Not, not in a way that only the Mikubalim can do, in a way that every single Jew can do. I, I love this because Revolbi is not a Mikubal. Revolbi is not a, is not a, a Hasidic Rebbe. Revolbi is just an Obed Hashem. And Revolbi recognizes that every Jew has the potential to lift ourselves up, to make ourselves feel happy in our life. And it's not fake. It's just the opposite. It's a recognition and appreciation for what I have in my life. That I have the physical things that I need, even if we're all missing things that we want, right? But that I can see and appreciate what I have and recognize and, 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 and harness that which I have and feel good about it. 
And it's true in the physical world. It's certainly true in the area of Avodos Hashem. To recognize and appreciate what a mitzvah is, the opportunity that we all have each and every day to connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu literally one-on-one with no intermediary, all by ourselves. And when we do that, hopefully we can lead us to a place of Simcha Sachaim in our lives in general. I really thank uh, each and every one of you for joining us uh, these past four weeks. It's really been a, a special a special thing for me to teach Revolbi. Um, and I, I hope I'm feeling like maybe we'll talk about Revolbi more going forward because I think uh, there's something very special here in, in, in these teachings. And uh, again, wishing everybody uh, a good evening tonight, uh, a week full of Simcha going forward, and uh, all the best to you and your families.